0: Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource that is filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, and it is also a great place for people helpers to come and to learn about ways that they can help and not further hurt those who are recovering from abuse. So as always, you can find us, ladies, you can find us on Facebook at held and healed Christian women rebuilding after abuse. I compile hundreds, if not thousands of articles and videos and books and websites, et cetera, so that you have all kinds of resources to draw from. And if you have any questions for me and are not on Facebook, you may um, check out my website at heatherelizabeth.org. This morning, we have a special guest. I met her last month when I was attending the Call to Peace retreat down in North Carolina. And we kind of bonded over our distaste for stories about bodily functions and fluids. <laughs> That's how we kind of first connected. I sat behind her. During the conference, my friends wanted me to sit way up in the front and I wasn't really feeling it. But if I hadn't been stretched and I hadn't been pulled all the way to the front, I may not have met this gym. So, Miss Mrs. Wendy Williams, I am so happy to have you here this morning. Welcome.
1: It is so good to be here. And yes, I'm so glad <laughs> we bonded <laughs> over our mutual <laughs> discomfort. With Leslie Vernick's oh. opening illustration, oh. and even though it did illustrate a very important point, it did indeed. It did indeed. Yes, indeed. However, but, but you
0: and I, I could tell. I was sitting behind you, and I could feel your reactions from behind. <laughs> I was. I couldn't even see your face, and I was like, "This woman gets me. This woman understands <laughs> me." And we're not even gonna specifically call out those things because we don't want to trigger somebody else who's listening. This no, time. <laughs> no. But Leslie did make a. She very made a very very. Good- very good point she truly did but we were like oh could she stop already so yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and isn't it funny kind of a romans eight twenty eight. how god will just use anything to bring about good so yes I got, I got to meet you i got to sit behind you and then later in the weekend you shared a little bit about your passion and i was like that woman i like that woman so you <laughs> are a native of louisiana Yes. Graduate of LSU. You are married to Sam 34 years in. That's amazing. He is a clinical psychologist and also teaches in a seminary. What seminary is that?
1: Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's a professor of counseling. Okay, great. Great. So you get get a lot of good just by osmosis
0: being around him, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> I just absorb it. Yes. Yeah. If that works, you do it. You have four yes. grown kids, two granddaughters, and you have been meeting with women for over 20 years. So you've yes. got a lot of um, years of experience, you're trauma-informed, trained, you're well-read, well-versed. Would you call yourself a biblical counselor? I don't, that's kind of a a term that can kind of mean a lot of different things. So I don't know if you consider yourself that or not.
1: I consider myself a biblical counselor in that I really want to help women mm. know the love of God deep within their souls, that he is good. His, he really is our refuge, our strength. His mm. word is a source of comfort and wisdom and care and show his good character. And yes. I love helping women who tell me, I know these things. I know all these things, but they don't land in my life. Right. And I love helping them do that.
0: Well, the fact that you're trauma informed and you have taken the time to get training and to read because so many people can, is that a cat? (laughs) Yes. I hear your kitty cat. That's the sweetest. Okay. That's perfectly fine. I just wanted to identify the sound. That is not me. No 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 it's not you. So no. um but but the fact that you're trauma informed so another trigger for me can be the term biblical counselor because yes, that so I have sad. been mistreated and re-traumatized and re-victimized by people who called themselves counselors who had no training in trauma, no training in domestic violence, et cetera. So the I fact that, that you are well-informed and trauma-informed, DV-informed, that, that sets you apart. So I'm I, would, so I would feel safe. I would feel safe in your care and I would feel safe sending people to your care for that reason. So- <laughs> Yes. So tell me, do you have what you read
1: at the retreat? Do you have that handy? You know, it's so interesting. I was looking for that. I came home and then I turned around and I immediately left to go visit family in Louisiana. <laughs> but I I I know what I said. You go for it. Just go for yeah. it because this is
0: where this is where I knew that I wanted you to be a part of my life and not just a weekend um retreat buddy. <laughs> so right. go for it. Share your heart.
1: Well, I shared in this in the at the retreat about how I had experience or what I thought was experience in abuse. I worked in a pregnancy center for seven, uh, about 10 years in Louisiana, and we did come across women who were in very troubled situations where they uh, were not safe with. Uh, th- where they lived with the person who was the father of their child. We mm-hmm. had lots of, you know, several extreme incidents of uh, women having all their baby stuff burned when they found out they were pregnant because they mm-hmm. were wanted uh, their, their partner wanted them to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. I've picked women up several times off the side of the road because they were fleeing for safety. Uh, we worked with the, the, the uh, domestic violence uh, shelter, you know, so I had that kind of background, right? You know, i I thought that's what abuse was. Mm, mm.
0: You know that
1: that you were getting hit, or you know that things were very unsafe. Um, then I, I, I've been uh, had an understanding of, of talking with women and helping them uh, look at their own life, their own heart, how to process. For the most part, I worked with a lot of women who had abuse in their past, you know, childhood abuse and Mm -hmm. and looking at how that's affected them and how to process that and and uh, walking through forgiveness. And, you know, so I had uh, an understanding of how to, you know, I I definitely do not believe you ever want to shoot people with Bible bullets and Mm -hmm. this is what Um, you need to do or that uh, somehow you just do this. You just forgive. You just you know, which is, it's, it's crazy. There's that, that's so unhelpful.
0: Mm, Amen. Yes.
1: So I thought, you know, I, I, I have a lot of women, you know, my name kind of gets out because my husband's at the seminary and seminary student wives and women from my church and then other circles, you know, and so women would, would contact me and, you know, I'd meet with them. And one day, this lady came to me and she started, you know, wanted me to help her be a better wife, you know? Okay. Mm. And she mentioned something about being tired. And I said, Oh, you know, did you have a late night or something? And she said, yeah, you know, I had to stay up and do the laundry. And I said, well, why did, why did you stay up? Well, my husband put laundry in and it was like, you know, close to midnight. Well, I, I, yeah, but why did you have to stay up? Well, because he doesn't like it to sit in the washing machine Mm. again. (laughs) Right. Why is that your problem? Right. Uh, You go to bed. Well, he expects me to do that. Well, if he starts laundry at close to midnight, he can do it. And he wants it done. He can do it. Yes. Well, no, no, no. I have to do it. Well, why do you you have to do it? You just tell him no. Mm. Oh, I can't do that. I have to submit to him. Mm. And I remember where I was sitting. I was like, that is not submission. What are you, (laughs) what are you talking about? That's not submission. That's not marriage. Right. And I mean, she really thought I was a heretic. Mm. Like, and. You know, so there were times she would tell me different stories about and they were just so incidental, like she was talking about something else. But then she would mention, oh, I was late to that because my husband had the debit card and he made me wait for him for a couple of hours sitting in the car with all my kids because uh, he didn't want to come out when I was there. Mm. Um. And the stories like that, that were so upsetting. You know, that the how could he be so selfish. That's, that's so mean. And I Mm. would tell what you need to tell somebody, Uh, you need to tell somebody at your church. You need to tell your pastor, you need to tell your Sunday school teacher because he shouldn't act like that. They need to know this, Mm. that he's sitting there in their church and he's so mean to you. Yeah. And she stopped coming to see me because she thought I was totally not biblical and off base and I wasn't helping her mm. and that troubled me you know because there was something there and I didn't know what it was I just felt like Ugh, I don't like that right I don't why can't she just talk you know so then a few years later she got back in touch with me about six years ago and she's like I need to come see you again and my first reaction was uh-oh I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know, and I I felt like saying, okay, you come see me again. I'm not doing that. Mm. (laughs) You're going to have to do something, you know? Well, when she came back to see me, she, things had really gotten bad. And what I see a lot is women will deal with a lot. Yeah. Until it starts to affect their kids. Oh yeah. And then it was like, Mm. I can't do this anymore for my kids sake. Yeah. And then all all of it came out. The, I mean, it was horrendous and horrible in every way. One of those ex- very, just so horrible. And around this time, I found uh, Brad Hambrick, who is over at the summit and his materials. He was one of my husband's students and his mat- There's so much on his website. Mm. So good. He's a powerhouse of information. He's one of the original writers of church cares. He put all that together. Um, so he had this series that he wrote on the cr- marriage to the chronically self-centered uh, spouse. And that's, that's what I had at first. So I would, you know, I was like this, Oh, this captures so much. And so I wrote her pastor and I said, you don't know me. And I, I've been counseling all these years, but I've never used the a word. Mm but I'm using it now. I don't know everything, but something is wrong. Please listen to her. Yeah. And of course, now I know I would go with her and all that, but I didn't know that then I was like, go, yeah. go talk to it. So in secret, she went to talk to him and he did listen and that church he's still involved with call to peace. He's amazing. Okay, and that I, need church, to know, I need to know that exists. Yes. That's, <laughs> he was. that's why
0: it was important to me to have you on this podcast because we can just we can lament the lack or we can yes. seek out the ones that are doing it right and highlight that in hopes and hopes that someone is gonna hear this and be like, Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> yes. I'm ready to do this the right way and protect my people.
1: Yeah. Yes, and he was one. Good, good. A shepherd good. for his his people.
0: Mm. And
1: those elders and that pastor, they stuck with her, helped her. They reached out to her husband. They challenged him. I mean, all this. And he, this husband, you know, he uh, wrote a million letters of repentance right away. And mm-hmm. I mean, I read all this. I read yeah. all of it, you know. And then when they wouldn't buy that he turned on them, turned on the church. Wow. And yep. I mean, and they still stuck with her. They hmm. put him through church discipline, excommunicated him, and they helped her for years and years. And still, I mean, support her. And it was, it it was amazing. I mean, it so was horrible, she, but it was amazing. She So she found her way to safety
0: and she yes. has been yes. healing. And yes. Good.
1: Yes yes and good. yes
0: good wow
1: so that and then, was the
0: start and then tell me like where that was like um just the beginning of your journey and tell yes. me like what has happened since then for you for your church your community
1: um well in the process of that I, I uh, uh, uh other women started making their way to my house one by one mm. and uh at my church, at the same time, we had uh, a couple of marriages really blow up at our church. Mm. And we realized my, my husband, because my husband's been an elder for 20 years, you know, they, we've seen this. What will happen is we, we, we are realizing this pattern that would happen. And I go to a good church, mm. you know, but uh, someone would, you know, say a husband would you know, have some issues and mistreat his wife with pornography and different things. And then, you know, rise to the level of the small group leaders, the small group leaders would get involved. He would, you know, would go to one of our pastors and then they'd, you know, try to meet with the man and and get him some uh, help and accountability whatsoever. And then, you know, meet a little bit of counseling and then, uh you know, help her to forgive him. And then, you know, I mean, it just these cycles that would just happen over and over and over again. And then when something had really happened with one of our marriages and a husband had left, and then we're trying to piece all these things together and she is over here telling her story and what's gone on and what she's seen. And he's telling something totally different and saying he will go to counseling, but then, uh, he wouldn't show up or he's supposed to meet with pastors and then he wouldn't show up. And then nobody seemed to know what was going on and who's meeting with who. And it just got, you know, it's just hard, especially when you have elders who only meet every couple of weeks and Mm, pastors who are trying to shepherd a whole church. And when you have people who really want help and want uh, care, and they're filling up your schedule with people who generally want help, it's hard to track down and What's going, I mean, it's, it's, it, it you know, when people want to be divisive and lie or avoid uh, accountability yeah, and yeah. help, it, it's easy to do.
0: It's easy just to like, let it go because they don't want the help <laughs> and, and then, you can't make people want the help right, either. You can't right. taste
1: them. Yeah. And then when you have elders who are take responsibility of, of, of leading the church well and doing all this, and then those one shepherding case could take up a whole evening Mm -hmm. and it's so complex and complicated and follow up. And I mean, it, it was, we, we, Sam, you know, they realized we're not doing this well. We have to try something else. Mm. And that's where Sam and our counseling pastor, Craig Moore said, they've really, put together what we call the marriage rescue team and we're working on changing the name because we realize that's not, it it doesn't fully represent, you know, so we're looking at maybe like the domestic oppression, uh, response team, or I don't know. Something. I like that.
0: I like that. Cause I'll be honest. When I saw your message come through today with that name, I was like, huh?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> because yes. marriage is not the end goal. Safety right. and wellness is the end goal. And you guys realize that. And so you're, you're willing to tweak things and change things as you learn. And that's, that's humility and teachable spirits there. I love
1: that. Always. I love having it.
0: to be in learner's mode yes, because yes. we're
1: always trying to get better.
0: Yes. I I love and appreciate that so much. I mean, I just, I have a thread going in my held and healed group where I'm asking women to share like the phrases and the things that have been used to shame them and blame them and guilt them as, as victims or as survivors. And, I mean, so many of these things I've said before, right. <laughs> you know, right. but as we know better, we do better. Yes, And, and yes. some of them sound so spiritual and they sound so like godly, but they're not.
1: No, <laughs> no. And it's, it's so important. There's so much what people are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore we are very, very, very complex. Mm hmm. And that does not play out well in quick sayings or slogans or boxes or, you know, so when you want to be someone who's on the ground, in the front lines, working with people, you know, it's important to be very careful and wanting to be wise. Words are so powerful. And Timothy Keller says, you know, words are more powerful than fists. Because words go where fists can't. Amen. I I agree 100%. And learning more and more about how to do that with wisdom. Yes. And we say, I, I like to say this
0: as many episodes as possible in case somebody just hears one episode, that God loves you, a person, more than he loves your marriage and institution. He loves you, a person, Yes. 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 And so churches, by and large, have idolized marriage. And, um, really the people, (laughs) the people don't matter. It's all about, you know, the numbers and staying statistically. We have this many married couples and this many divorces and who really cares if stuff behind closed doors is abusive and people are being destroyed with words with this. And Sarah McDougall has, um, she takes the power and control wheel and she, um, goes even deeper with it. So she has 13 systems of abuse. And a series on YouTube that you can just go and um, put that in the search bar on YouTube, Sarah McDougall, system, Systems of Abuse, and they'll pop up. And she just goes through every single one and gives specific examples. And when women start to hear about the psychological, about using pets and property, about using kids, about you know the verbal, the emotional, they're like, oh, I guess I am in an abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. This light just goes on. It doesn't always end up being broken bones and bruises. It's so much more. And when you're talking about the conservative evangelical community, I think statistically... It's much higher than one in three or one in four. I really believe it's much higher because there is this male dominance and this patriarchy and this I'm large and in charge and I'm going to use my power over you, woman, and you're going to submit to me, woman. And many women are enduring abuse and they don't even know that's what it is.
1: That is so, so sad. It
0: is so sad. And many pastors would say, Oh no, that's not happening in my church. And I'm like, yes, it
1: is. You know, it's it's so interesting because I, I've been in my church for 20 years, over 20 years. And I know, and I know our pastors, I know our elders. I mean, I'm in small group with them. I've been working in ministry in the church for over 20 years and uh, I I've been in rooms. I've been with them. I've been in small group leader training. I've, you know, I, I see their care and compassion, but learning how to be wiser with that. And I recognize, and then that's sad to me that I go that that it seems like when you're talking, I'm an exception. My church is an exception.
0: I yeah, very much so, very much. So. I, and
1: I do hear that, and I think that is horrendous. And I think there's being a tremendous shaking a tremendous shaking that God is doing. And that is for good. Yeah. Your church can
0: be, your church can be a training grounds and it can be a place. And I'm just, I'm hoping somebody out there is listening to this and they're going to be like, okay, put me in touch with this lady and put me in touch with her people and tell me, you know, what they did to get this training to implement this stuff because you are very much the exception. And And I would love to see you become more of the common and the rule than the exception.
1: And you know, it's interesting. I was just at an advocacy training meeting yesterday and the pairing up, there's another big church. They had people at the conference last month. Their church, their pastor is on board. They they're even further along in some aspects and how they're ministering to women than we are. We're we're going to start linking up. We want to link up with them and learn yes. what they're already doing. Yes, yes. And what we're doing, and yes. you know, that's very exciting. There are churches out there, and we need them to be more uh, uh, prominent. Yes, in yes. understanding, this is not to be scared of. Right. This is not the. <sighs> Somehow uh, we're we're taking, women want to take over and we want marriage to be destroyed. No, we want it to be what God intends it to be. Amen. God intends it to be. So we don't have to be scared of this. We need to be shining the light on what's going on for the glory of God. That's right.
0: And so many, I've heard so many people say that, you know, bringing abuse and bringing, you know, sexual horrific abuse to light that happens in the church, that that's going to somehow give the church a bad name. I'm like, no, the abuse no. is what's giving the church a bad name. Not not the bringing the truth into light and dealing with the abuse and giving survivors a safe place to heal. That will, that will give God's reputation a good name.
1: <laughs> yes. When we
0: call out, we call sin, sin, and we call abuse, abuse, and we get the victims and the survivors the help they need. That is going to cause people to want more of what we're offering <laughs> yes but when we try yes. to shame them blame them and say that somehow it was their fault and hide it and cover it up and sweep it under the rug so that more victims come oh no that is not giving god's name it's not no. his, his giving his reputation a good name so no it's just the, it's complete opposite of what we've been told and that's why I love, I know you, you know, Rebecca Davis as well. I love how she just untwist the scriptures that have been used against us. And she goes back, you know, to the, the context and the Greek and the Hebrew and like, this is what God actually meant versus this is what abuse of people in power have twisted this to mean. Right. You know, to further right. traumatize, to further re-victimize, um, so so if you were um just to sit down with somebody who is in ministry and has been for many years who says I just really don't think that domestic violence and abuse is an issue within my church like what would be some of your words of wisdom your gems I would say
1: what uh Chris Moles who is an excellent yes
0: he is <laughs> such
1: an excellent uh I love his ministry. Oh, I love his heart yes. for pastors. Yes. And I love his heart for uh, abusers and oppressors mm-hmm. and what he's doing in that work, which is so important, so important. But I love how his, uh, he comes, he's taught it at, at us in Sam's classes. Sam has had him come do teachings at, at the seminary, but I love his what he says. He says, uh You know, you, you are trained, they train doctors that Mm. you want to, when you see symptoms, when you're dealing with a patient, you always want to think horses, you know, but, but you have to know that there are zebras out there Mm. and the same is true. The majority of work that small group leaders do, uh, pastors, uh, working with people, we're talking normal marriages. Mm. Right. But mm. you have to know that they are zebras. Mm. And that doesn't mean you approach everybody. They say they got in an argument uh, with a spouse and you think, "Aha, uh-huh, there's abuse going on. You know, mm. it, it's he says you check for stripes when mm. you start hearing some things over and over again. You know, you start to realize something's different here mm-hmm. because in normal marriage work, it is important Right. For both people to deal with their own hearts and get the log out of their own eye. But even in normal marriage work, we're still talking about relationship with one another. Right. And in learning how to, uh, you know, it really is important to learn how to communicate and learn how to listen well. And all of these things that in normal marriage, that's that's great counsel and, and to read normal marriage books. You know, those things can right. be very helpful. Right. Right. But if you aren't aware that there are marriages where there is oppression where it's a very destructive where there are horrible things going on mm-hmm. you have to know there's a category out there there is there is an ugly side of marriage yeah. And if you don't have even the awareness and you treat everybody like a horse, mm. you're going, that's where a lot of the damage comes in. And yeah. that's where that, that, that's, you know, because normal things like, well, you just need to talk about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I hate the word just in front of everything because right. talking in a marriage is hard sometimes. Right. Right. I'm going to have a, a wonderful I'm married to someone who's really good at communication and loves to solve problems. And I'm the one that likes to avoid and I'm terrible. <laughs> and I, I just shut down. I don't, I, you know, all these things that that's me. And, and, and conflict is hard for us. We have to, it, it, he has to work so hard and trying to help me to open up and to process things. I mean, it's terrible, but we get somewhere. That's we, we kind of get somewhere, but in, these marriages that I would hear as I started to listen to women over and over, they, they never, it never worked. Yeah, Trying to bring something up only made things worse. Yep. And the arg- the circular arguments I would hear make my head hurt. Yeah, Absolutely like yeah
0: and she i mean it makes our heads hurt and then the person that's in the midst of that has all the emotions and has all of the enmeshment there and like your brain just shuts down you you yeah. don't remember like what the conversation even began as you don't remember what the original complaint was and then with all Crazy. the ga- what, yeah with all the gaslighting you end up being the one who who caused the whole situation
1: in the first place <laughs> yes it, it 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 so i started to hear that over and over again yeah. And then this is what would be maddening when uh, I had someone and uh, there was a couple in their church that wanted to meet with them. And so finally, you know, so they finally were able to work that out and go meet with this couple who's going to they were an older couple in their church who kind of discipled couples and, you know, and the wife gets there and she had prepared some things to say of some real things happening in their marriage. Mm. Not like little minor things like oh, you didn't uh, flush the toilet or you didn't p- put the toilet paper on right. I mean, major things like you punched a hole in the wall and mm. he uh, yells at us and throws things. And I mean, this is that's yeah. pretty serious. So she sits down and wants to bring this up. Like we have to talk about this. This isn't okay. And she gets immediately shut down with. Mm. Why are you keeping a record of wrongs? (laughs) Yep. And it, and you know, you need to forgive. Mm -hmm. How are we going to move forward? How are you going to move forward in your marriage? If you're not forgiving, Mm -hmm. you're dragging this stuff up. And she's like, well, this didn't happen like five years ago. This was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Well, you, this is record of wrongs. You can't live like that. Mm. And realizing I gave this example at the conference but when i was little i didn't play with an ipad i had a piece of cardboard with two sheets of plastic on top Mm -hmm. and you had this red stick and you could draw all over it and when you were done you lifted up the top piece of plastic and your drawing went away and Mm -hmm. you started fresh Mm -hmm. and that is so much fun as a kid and it is destructive in a marriage
0: truth truth that's right because
1: you're constantly being told uh that what you're you, you need to be forgiving mm-hmm. you know why can't you forgive me for that that was like, why are you bringing that up clean slate right there lift mm-hmm. it up it's gone and not that, the way it works that's not, not the way the, the brain way it works. works
0: it's not the way that trauma is stored it's just not no. it doesn't work
1: <laughs> and then the being able to recognize uh Things that you couldn't, it's so hard to put into words. You have a conversation with somebody and it's like, uh, I, you know, I can't go out with my friends. Well, why can't you go out with your friends? Did he tell you, did your husband say you can't go out with your friends? No. Well, when you asked him to go out, what did he say? He said it was fine. Well, you can go out with your friends. No, I can't. Nope.
0: Nope.
1: Well, why not? Did he cuss you out? Did he threaten you? No well, then you can go out with your (laughs) friends. What's, what's the problem? It's the way he said it. Mm -hmm. And realizing the, the, the mental gymnastics, Mm -hmm. like, I know if I do this, I'm going to get in trouble.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, 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 and by trouble, I don't mean that he was going to scream and yell, but it was the This, the way, the implications, the suspicions, the, this, this minefield, emotional minefield that you're trying to live out in your daily life. This is not like with a coworker you have to see sometime or a crazy relative on a family reunion. This is your daily life.
0: Mm, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the horse and the zebra analogy, but the one that hits even closer to home for me is um, when we talk about wolves and, and that is a biblical, you know, Jesus, Jesus used that word a lot. And um, Jimmy Hinton, he breaks that down. He has an incredible um, just way of, of teaching about wolves and what God's word says. And I said, after listening to his message, I said, God, Jesus, with his own lips, red letters in the Bible said, have nothing to do with wolves. But we tell women and children to go home and live with them. And we tell women to go home and sleep with them. Right. This yeah. cannot be. This has right. to change. We have to do better. We have to protect our women. We have to protect our children. And, and just the, the sheepfold in general, we need to protect from the wolves. Right. So yeah, I mean, let's, let's do this thing. And I, I'm just so grateful that you have the passion, you have the fire. Anybody listening to this can hear it in your voice. Like you, even though you haven't, to my knowledge, you haven't lived this out. Right. You still yeah. You still care deeply for those who have and those who are. And just, you know, from the survivor world, I just want to say thank you. Because it would be really easy for you. <laughs> right. To just be like, ah, that's not my problem. That's not my story. Um, I just heard of a story recently where someone poured their heart out to a friend and shared about the spiritual abuse that re traumatized, re victimized her after the horrific things that were going on in her home. Just, just ridiculously painful, brutal, abusive things. And the response was, well, I don't think Pastor so-and-so would do X, Y, Z. Wow. And she was like, well, but do you understand he's part of a system that has, does, and will do X, Y, Z. And if you know that your friend has been hurt by this system, why would you want to remain a part of that? And the response was, well, that's her story, but that's not my story.
1: Wow. Wow. And
0: um, when she told me this, I was just like, whoa <laughs> whoa and and I don't think people mean to be that um but what that says to someone who's lived through that hell is eh, not my problem <laughs> right and, 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 so and you you are different. so the opposite of that that's not your story but you have
1: decided it is your problem beca- because you care about your sisters who are in and, the fire yeah. and we, we're sisters. Yes. And we also are Christ followers. Yes. And he has a heart for those who are oppressed and and, and to help lift burdens yes. and to care well is yes. what we do. And so at our church, what what we realized was there has to be a way that to help these couples we all had to be on the same page. Mm, mm. We can't have divisions. We can't mm-hmm. have, well, this is going on over here, and this is going on over here, and nobody coordinating anything. Yeah. And so we, uh, Craig and Sam, and we have a, a team and we function under the elders.
0: Mm.
1: Right. So we, we, we kind of, they give us. Uh, this kind of, we take this off of their plate. It's a way we serve our church. Yeah. Because when we take this off the elders plate, then the elders, you know, are able to focus on uh, doing a lot of what they do best, Mm. right? Of caring and shepherding. And we're able to uh, really get in the details, Mm -hmm. right? And, And so, and we have men and women on the team, And, uh, we do a thorough intake and we want to see the full context. So this is not a quick, easy thing at all, right? It is. We interview them. We interview them separately. We have things they fill out separately. We interview past counselors. If they've gone to counseling, we interview friends who have, you know, that have really observed them and been in their lives. We interview small group leaders. Mm. We, you know, we try to do this very thorough analysis of what has happened, what has gone on. So we have it all laid out and then form a plan for him to get the help and the care that he needs and the people in his life to work with him. And we form a plan for her to care for her and the kids Mm -hmm. and uh, her to focus on being able to breathe again mm. and to be safe and to have space mm. and, and, and process all that has happened. And that takes time. And that, as I said, at the retreat, one of the biggest things that just hit me at the retreat was trying to figure out what is one of the best things we do. And it's, I realized it's the whole space mm-hmm. for these women.
0: mm mm-hmm
1: where there is no pressure and timetables.
0: Good. That's good. That's good. Now, do you all help women physically remove themselves from the dangerous situation? We have. Oh, yes, yeah. we
1: have. We Good. And our church is so, It's it's been so amazing. We had to do that a couple of years ago. And we had been working on a plan, a crisis plan, a safety plan, getting all the ducks in a row for her to be able to leave as safely as possible. And then things escalated. And it had to be immediate. I mean, we just had to fly into action. And I can't even try to think back over it now. I just think of how the need went out and boom, 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 you know. I love it. Somebody paying for this and paying for this and helping her here and co-signing for an apartment and filling her apartment with furniture. And and, I
0: mean it was Oh wow. That that brings me that brings me to tears. That's how the gospel is supposed to work. (laughs) That's the hands, the feet, and the heart of Jesus in action.
1: And our Our, uh, like I said, this has been over four years we've been doing this, and our counseling pastor, he has been such a learner
0: Mm. and
1: such a grower, and he has such a heart to help these men and women. And he's gone through trainings, and what he's done is he's really done a very systematic education of teaching our staff and elder you know wanting to educate them you can't go into pastors who and and men who really care about the word of god and and staff people who really care about the word of god and want to love people and simply say you have it all wrong you Mm. need to get it right
0: Mm.
1: right you want to this you don't know what you want you don't know and you want to help see and 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 think through well and show biblically the, uh, and, and that has been really powerful and he's uh gone through uh, Duluth training he's uh works with uh, at one of the ministers at a, on at call to peace right. that's hired there and they do a they started a, a men's group and where he's hoping he's in the observing uh call to peace men's group and he's hoping to start another one at our church you know i mean it, it's been really amazing what he's done and at, he leads the advocacy training at our church and teaches that we have a counseling ministry so he makes sure that all our new counseling ministry people that they are really well trained and recognizing that's awesome oppression and abuse so very, very thankful for him.
0: Encouraging. So encouraging. So yes, we definitely encourage anyone who wants to learn how to do it and do it well. Called to Peace is an excellent resource. Peace works with Chris Moles is an excellent resource. Is it Psalm 82? Is that an initiative? Is that what initiative? Yeah, yes. the Psalm 82 initiative is another excellent, excellent source. And just to know that there is a church out there that is doing it and doing it well. And we want to hear stories of other churches that are doing it and doing it well because we want to create like a database. So when we hear of a woman who lives in a certain community, we know that this is a safe church or we know that this is a safe and trained person that we can send our people to. And that's what right. I love about the different groups that I'm a part of, including held and healed is we are from all over the country and now it's becoming international. And we wanna have these safe people and these safe churches all over little pockets of safety yes. all over the world yes that, that is the heart of god god wants people to be able to come in and find shelter and safety that was always his heart so thank god, you thank man, you thank for you the so church. much for what you're doing for the years of service and sacrifice and being willing to learn and being willing to say you know what i did that wrong but teach me how to do it right and you are coming with the other ladies from Call to Peace to our retreat in September. And yes. uh, I can't wait to hear more from you then. And so thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. And I can't wait to spend more time with you in September. (laughs) Yes, that'll be awesome. It's going to be good. And to anyone who is listening, thank you so much for taking the time. If you are someone that is in a leadership position within a church um, and you want to learn more, I will put in the show notes links for Call to Peace and PeaceWorks and Psalm 82 Initiative and please just do um, the digging. There are great resources, people that are out there that have already done the work to get this up and rolling. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And I just pray for more and more safe churches to rise up and for more people to be held and healed. Thank you so much.